Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Jokes with Mark Simmons, the podcast where I chat to another comedian about jokes that they can't get to work. We are here in Joel, the, the producer, super duper producer uh, in his flat. Hello, hello, Joel. Hey. Hello, Joel. I hello. Know, I don't know why I said hello. Because I am a heavenly entity. You are, yeah. Um, you're back. You weren't here last week. I was here. You, you were here. I, I was right here. here. You weren't here. I wasn't right. here. Where was I? I was I, at my mum's house. Yeah, yeah, I was recording it on you my phone in your bedroom. It was like being it's when you did the Edinburgh it, flat. I've just upstairs in my mum's bedroom. Yeah, did it sound like I was wasn't shouting properly again? No, it was, was all right. You were more confident. Think I was a bit mad. So um, I didn't shout too loud. The neighbours were in the garden. Is your bedroom as it was when you were a kid? No, because they've they've moved. Did, did I not say that on the podcast? That's why I went back. Oh. They moved. They moved. Yeah, but did they not move the room exactly as it is? No. Well, no. It's not one. It, so, so I go back to your original question, Joel. Mm-hmm. No. It's not like it was. It's they, they, it's been a long time since I lived there. Yeah. Um. Two. There's no bed or anything in them. But well, they don't live there anymore. It's gone. But well, the house is still there. But they've got new people in there. Okay. It's quite sad. Yeah. I was, I was a bit. For? I was a bit sad about yeah, it. Cool. How long did they live there for? Well, well. I, oh, I mean, like my for, for nearly forty years. Wow. Yeah. So my yeah. whole life. Yeah. And now some someone else is in there. Have you had that, Joel? That's no, I li- I've lived in lots of houses. Yeah, oh, have you? Yeah, it's growing up. You, they, you moved around yeah. a bit, right? Yeah. Okay, so, so I've that's... probably not lived somewhere longer than like a couple of years. So, right, you just move on, right? Let's move on, mate. Yeah, living yeah. out of a bag. Yeah, no, I wasn't living out of a bag. No, I mean it'd have to be a big bag, wouldn't it? You don't know. I don't know. Well, he's going to live in there. He's got to be a shower and shit. And... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can get some. Just before big bags, we start though. this, you said we've got to keep this really tight because the podcast this week is so bloody good. You couldn't cut hardly anything out. Yeah, but I'm quite enjoying the bag chat. Yes, so maybe we should just do that. Maybe we well, just forget the interview. Well, we were gonna. I need to get. What's my the phone. biggest bag you've f- ever seen? What? <laughs> the biggest bag I've ever seen. Yeah. What are you? You can, get, you can get some big ones now. What do you mean? Like a black? I got I got one of those black really sack. massive black sacks that are huge for some reason. I got it by accident. Oh, I've, I reckon everyone buys those. But hey, this is what happened. This is a good bit of observational stand-up you could do, I reckon. Oh, well, you wouldn't yeah, do it. It's not your style, slowly. but someone could do. Because there are different types of I'll bin bag. I want to do. I'll decide that. There's different types of black bin bag, but you don't realise that until you buy the wrong type of black bin bag. Yeah. Because you just go in and pick them up. Yeah, yeah. That's what I just said a minute ago. No, you didn't, it wasn't as, not, as much sort of panache when you said it. Oh, was that the bit? Mm. Right. What do, okay. what do you think? I think 
We unless it's Michael McIntyre. I'm going to take it, it to. I a think. New, I'm going to think. It. No one will be able to do anything with that. I'm going to take it to a new material. What's light. the funny bit then? What you got? There's got to be a funny bit. Um, you get home and you open, you rip the black sack. Yeah. And then it fills your entire house. Right. And you live in a black sack. Yeah. What do you think? So it actually starts to get quite surreal. It's gold. Yeah. yeah. It's good. Do you think? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Surely. Come to my Edinburgh show next year. Surely. I don't know. You could say maybe the observation is when you open it up and it's just one bag. The whole roll is just one bag or something. Mm. I don't know. I mean, I'm not really and inv- then invested in it. <laughs> but but I reckon McIntyre could... If he's listening. could As if he's not listening. <laughs> uh, hi, Michael. Um, yeah, he could do something mm. with that. And I, what I say is, go for it, Michael. Don't feel like, oh, I don't know if I should take Michael Joel Black McIntyre. <laughs> Michael Sackentire. Michael Sackentire. That that'll be a headline if there's ever a scandal, which I'm sure there wouldn't be. Oh, what if? Don't you think? Yeah. What? <laughs> I do you kind of hope Michael there is Sacken now? Fired. <laughs> Michael Sackentire. Michael Sackentire. Michael Sackentire. What's annoying is what, that none what, of that's going. <laughs> but what if his? No, why can't that go in? Well, all right, maybe. Or let's see if we think of more of things that Michael McIntyre could do. What if he got involved in arson? Michael Sackenfire. No, no, Michael McIntyre. Yeah, Michael McIntyre. Yeah. Michael yeah. McIntyre fire if he set fire to, to his some, car. To his car. <laughs> <laughs> or Michael, okay, Big, okay, Michael Big McIntyre okay. if he just started it. If he ate yeah. as a junk, if he got if he got a good snap of him eating some junk food. Oh, no, no you, he just starts advertising for Mac, McDonald's and everyone's like, why is he advertising for McDonald's? Oh, Big McIntyre. Big, Big McIntyre. That's good. Yeah. Um, what I, nice Mac- and simple, well, nice and simple one. What if he, um, what if he just said something untrue that's dodgy? Michael Macken liar. Good, good. Um, or, 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 he has a new baby and he's not getting any sleep. He's just Michael Macken tired. Yeah, and then if, okay, so if he gets fired, right? So that, they're the first page, but obviously the sun and everyone. Wants the sun's on a whole issue. He wants, to, this, he wants yeah. to run a few for, 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 yeah, for a few course. days. Yeah. So the next day after the scandal, mm-hmm. it's uh, Michael Macken. Crier. Oh, he's caught crying about he, it. He's crying That's outside. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> God. It's a bit of fun, isn't it? Yeah. I, now, like, when we were talking about it earlier, I was like, and I was joking about that he listens. Mm. I kind of was like, well, you, I, he does listen. Of course you do. And now that, I'm yeah. hoping he doesn't listen. Hey, if you've got any... Um, Scandal headlines for Michael McIntyre. Tweet Mark at Jokes with Mark. I think this is only okay because he just seems like he won't ever have a scandal. Won't. I, I don't think he he'll seems... ever set fire to his own car. I met him and he was very nice. Yeah? Yeah. So, there you go. Great. Take that. Um. Sh- what? Oh, I did have a tweet, but we, I mean, we've gone on there, haven't we? Uh, I'll do a quick tweet. A uh, bit of feedback. If you want to hit us with your feedback at Jokes with Mark uh, with any of your scandal headlines. Uh, Keenan... Hintcliffe, uh, and his at is CM Rains. Why? why lot, there's a lot going on there. That is Keenan. That is like Keenan and Kel. Like Keenan and Kel. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, that jokes with Mark. Uh, with your LBT joke, if you write another joke with legs, bums, and tums in it, then I think you'd be able to understand saying LBT. But IDK, I don't know. That's what that means. Good. Yeah. So his suggestion there is write another joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. I think he's like, the idea was get legs, bums and tums in everyone's heads first yeah. and then do it. But the thing is, that joke is so not even a joke. Do you remember what it was? Just oh, It went to legs, bums and tomatoes, yeah. so it's LBTL. It's, 
Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't, if I did come up with an LBT joke, great. But I don't mm. think I'm going to try and write one just specifically to try and get because I don't yeah. think that's good enough to to warrant it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But thanks for your feedback, Keenan. Um, and you're absolutely right. That is right. That is how you could solve that problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, this week, it's Tape Face. Hey! Now, I don't know how much you kept from the beginning bit, but I haven't seen Tape Face for ages. We did a gig. We did a row of gigs together for quite a while, and then he went on America's Got Talent, and I hadn't seen him since then. Um, it, but also, if you haven't, if you don't know Tape Face, go on YouTube and quickly watch his America's Got Talent uh, audition mm-hmm. because that basically sets up what he does. Yeah, and that is excellent. Yeah, he's great. It's his Lady in Red bit and another bit. <coughs> Lady in Red bit's so good. What's the first bit he does in that? Don't know. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The gloves. The oven gloves. Oh yeah, oven gloves. Yes. Uh, go check that out. It's only a couple of minutes, and then listen to it, and then you have more of an idea of what's going on. Um, yeah, he's a very nice man. And he, everyone I said to, I said to that I've got tape face on was like, well, is it not just you talking? <laughs> but that's quite a funny joke. But I was thinking <laughs> we could have done a spoof of that and then just have me just talking and then reacting. Yeah. And pause and talk. <laughs> Which we could have done if there's an episode where I couldn't get a guest. Yeah, let's do that. And we could have just said, yeah, 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 yeah. That's good. Um, yeah, so enjoy. <laughs> So you're on tour at the moment. Yep, on tour at the moment with a new show. So it's yeah. sort of breaking in. This is the ideal kind of podcast for me because I'm literally, even though the show's pretty much done, it, everything's getting fine tuned. Great. Right. There's still moments which are just like. So so you so do you, so you do the, your first leg around the UK? Do you? And We've then... done. We did one. Uh, one. Where did I do the first? The first development of the show was done back in New Zealand. I did oh, a, cool. a, a perform a festival over there for just on 15 days of just yeah. running out all new material. I developed the show back in Vegas for about three months. And just throwing all these oh, ideas. There's, there's too much going on there. There's a lot. Yeah, yeah. It's a big so, process. So you develop it in Vegas. I develop the show in but Vegas. But you think it would be finished in Vegas? No, no, no. Because right. nobody sees it. There's no audience to see it. What? So I do this. I'm doing my other shows. And when I'm performing, yes. when I'm performing Vegas shows, I've got a Vegas show that's locked away. That's all done, signed off. Right. And doesn't okay. change. Yeah. And then I go home at night. Right. And I get all my toys out ah. and I develop shows. So, oh, I'm with you. So yeah. I don't get to perform it in front of an audience at all. So yeah. I do, I'd run material, work out the jokes, work out the structures and write it as much as I can. And then I um and then we actually know we we took it on tour to Germany. We did a work in progress tour of Germany for 20, okay. 20 days. So we did a, a two two halves. So the first half was like a best of tape face. Yeah. And then the second half was work in progress. Oh wow. So so end really, of the high. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well the idea was that <laughs> yeah, you can't sort of start bad, can you? No, so, well the yeah. thing if you show them <laughs> <laughs> this is this is what I do when it's really good it works and then you yeah. go here's the really raw ideas there could be a few gems in this and it was I had to be hitting an hour at the end of the second half oh, okay so, so that so I would go on stage with a big clock and just go all right <laughs> let's just run out these ideas and so by yeah. the end of that I had a basic show structure but was it so okay so but you can't tell them that no, oh no, we oh, do. Uh, we did. We told them in German. We had a translation. Oh, so oh. we explained. Actually, that. we should probably say what your act is. Oh, yeah, I'm assuming point. most people. <laughs> I'm assuming most people know, but we should. Yeah, yeah this that's could, a good point. It Sorry. could be all be nonsense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so some people that don't know. So. Ha- 
Summary of my act is I'm I'm the character called Tape Face. I gaffer tape my mouth shut. I do silent, surreal comedy using uh, audience interaction, uh, everyday objects, and music from the 90s and 80s and pop culture references. I get a feeling you've said that before. I have. That's that's the kind of whoosh done. So how do you describe the act? That. That's how I describe the act. So so you had someone go on before and just explain what? No, we just did a voiceover. We just had our our German tour manager recorded exactly what we were trying to get across, and we played that at the top of the show, and then people understood what was happening. Because this was going to be my first thing is to talk about how you try stuff. Yeah. Because that's so, because like if I do try my one-liners, I can, after each one, I could go, oh, not doing that one again. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But if you're, you can't talk. No, I, I just have to die. <laughs> I die on stage and take it. Yeah. And normally the only one person laughing will be my technician at the back. <laughs> and then it's like, okay, that's gone bad. But do you have trouble, for, like, say the first routine dies, right? <laughs> yeah. Then they've lost confidence. Oh, but I've done a first out of uh, okay. minutes. So do you feel like you have to do that to, I, so they know you If you're... I'm doing a work in progress, I yeah. kind of feel like I have to do something at right. the start to go, here's quality entertainment. This is the level that it's going to get to. Yeah. But at, to, uh-huh. for it to get to this level, you have to watch the shit first. So so have you got something you do with your eyes if a bit doesn't work just to go, oh, went to that I again. can do the stereotypical thing of go over to a piece of paper and put a line oh, through wicked. it. Oh, wicked. Yeah, of course. Thing. So of there's course. the physical of that and literally just shake my head and... <laughs> throw that away yeah, or and throw the props so that's your thing. technique of the yeah. so that's great and I do I think also because when I've because I've developed the show for like about three months beforehand I've talked to my friends and gone here's an idea I'm thinking about doing this I want to do this one ah, okay. so and they, they do I kind of workshop it with just talking it out so you've got a few co- is that comic buddies that you soundboard yeah the, the, the crew that work in the house of tape with me back in Vegas so right, yeah so okay. there's a little small network of us that we just and I just sort of go here what do you think of this yeah. I want to I do a 30 second whoopee joke whoopee cushion yeah. joke what do you think and yeah. Go, yeah it's funny yeah. oh wicked so but when you before you so when you started yep how did you go about new stuff way back in the early days yeah so earlier i would just do it because it was just five minute routines like as in like open micy sort of thing um so back in new zealand was where i really broke out i started doing shows over there so i would do like there was a show called big wednesday where you get five minutes on stage right so i would go on stage and do a five minute routine and because it was always known as fresh material night the audience knew you were going to get some shit so i was happy to risk being that shit which do you prefer I prefer the long version of yeah. developing material. Yeah. Yeah, because it's a chance to go I don't know, I think it's just more fun to to give I don't know, to watch somebody struggle for a good length of time yeah, yeah. I think is more entertaining. And also it's in an hour of improvising and playing around a crude structure, you panic more and create more, I think. Yeah. Yeah. In a five minute bit you only focus on the one bit, whereas in the one hour your, your, your brain's you, in overload I guess you get so comfortable it just makes you comfortable on stage oh absolutely if, so if you're, if you're so comfortable with dying because I am now yeah I'm t- so it's just totally changed the game for me yeah I don't, if a bit goes wrong I don't care because I, yeah. I also know that I'm, I'm going to have one bit coming up towards the end that I know yeah that's solid that's going to be an okay yeah. bit to finish on okay so your structure your bits in that way yeah, of, a I, bit you're confident in they're not so confident enough yeah and down absolutely to, yeah, yeah opening gag kind of okay there's a few middle sections of fodder that I'm trying to figure out even in this show it's like that's fine the show is totally fine it's a good solid yeah. consistent three stars <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> four stars on a fun night it's you know it's not at the level where i would go it's a five star show it's like, yeah. no, it's nowhere near that and then how how long will you take on each bit before you you're like Years. that's not that's not oh right so you'll just stick with a bit i'll stick with a bit until i've worked it out yeah I'm stubborn as all hell that's yeah. great yeah because i've just started being like that yeah. and going over old ideas and like yep. if there's a funny idea there there is a hundred percent some way to make absolutely. it absolutely yeah if there's yeah you can make it work any joke can work I'm yeah sure. yeah so you're so 
so with like with a one-liner this is why i find what you do fascinating yeah. so with a one-liner if it doesn't quite work you've got the option of just like flipping it yeah and then moving the so the punchline to the other end or yeah. like just have a different totally different angle so what's your like is if you got like a natural the the uh, for me it is the same same process of just changing the point of focus of the joke right so for example i actually workshop this with with johnny awesome who's the top oh, yeah. on this i've got a, a joke a glass walking joke in this show that i was struggling with it was oh, like the okay. idea is i wanted to send up the idea of, of glass walking and street mm. performers and that kind of dangerous thing so <laughs> walking on broken glass is a huge dangerous thing yeah so I, I get a light bulb and i smash the light bulb and then i cover the light bulb in so much protection and stuff and all sorts put out <laughs> road cones and cover it up and it's a big ordeal and yeah. and then i get a volunteer and, and that wasn't working then i get a volunteer up and he would walk over this mat with a broken right. light bulb underneath the bottom of it and that was my gag so the gag is they think you're gonna do it they think oh well no they think they think that the gag is that they're walking on broken glass but there is no way that anyone can hurt right themselves. okay that's that's the yeah, base yeah, of the yeah, gag. yeah. And that gag is not funny, one hundred percent not funny. So, well, and then the idea. Uh, I suppose there's no reveal. No, well, then I started working on going. Well, what's the reveal? So I, I would take the guy's shoe off on stage, and then because I've got a base in magic, I would be able to pull a light bulb out of his shoe. Aye. So the idea was that oh, the light bulb magically went into his shoe while he was mm. walking. That didn't work either. <laughs> so that, that I was doing that in Edinburgh for a wee bit, and it was just like that's not translating. People really? people right. aren't making the connection. I'm finding it too forced. And then I've got a joke previous to that, which involves me have, with a sock puppet that simulates having sex with a volunteer shoe. So I take a shoe <laughs> off somebody in the audience. That's such a funny idea. I take a shoe off somebody in the audience, and then the sock puppet to Barry White's "Never Gonna Give You Up" kind of real seedy. Yeah, 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 yeah. And there's a beautiful moment where the sock goes into the shoe. And then Johnny kind of pointed out, well, I've got this guy's shoes, so why don't I get both of the shoes off him? Now he's got no shoes on. Ah. So it's like, yeah, so he's now the glass walk guy, obviously. Yeah, so it fits. So right. the joke now twists are going, he has to walk across this glass to get his shoes back. So that became the new gag. So And it's like, it's beginning to work. It's still, it's oh, still, it's, it's only it's only 65, 70% done. There's still another right. few nuggets and moments in there. Like, yeah. I get, like we drag it out. He has to sign paperwork. He's got to do all this before he does anything it's like the health and safety gone mad kind of thing that we're trying to send up but yeah. yeah that was the that was what we found was the new focus was to go he has to work for his shoes so 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 the process of that now is you get your shoes off him yep do the the gag where you have do the gag with the, with the shoe and then i throw his shoes in my suitcase and move on to another gag oh, okay so he's now in the audience with no shoes on yeah so i leave him in the audience <laughs> oh, right. yeah i leave him in the audience with no shoes that's about, funny anyway. yeah it's funny anyway so yeah, he's now yeah. in the audience with no shoes on and we leave him for like five minutes as i do another thing oh great and then that's a callback so when we come back when i'm looking for somebody to walk on the glass i discover that he's got no shoes on so there's a laugh yep boom so he comes straight up. away yeah so then then that's, that's the connection brilliant. so that that all came from changing the focus of the joke to not being about the danger and sending up the danger but about the, sh the guy and the shoes yeah so yeah yeah that's that's like the one line of find the find the just you looking and like trying to look as if you're just trying to think on the spot yeah just put the shoes at the other end of yeah the... put the shoes at the other end of the walk and then yeah. he, and then he walks across it to annie lennox's walking on broken glass obviously. yeah oh. so that's the music gag and then and, and but by 
you when do you put the safety stuff in? I see I when I smash so I present this light bulb to like the dramatic O oh, Fortuna music and then I smash yeah. the light bulb in a bag, I place it down, I put a cover over it, I put bubble wrap over it, I put a cushion <laughs> over it, I put a big red mat over it, then I put the road cones out, then I get the guy up on stage. Yeah. And then I put on a high vis vest and a hard hat and I pull out the contract <laughs> and he's gotta sign away all the details of, you know, sign here, sign yeah, here, yeah, yeah. sign here, and he signs for ages. Then I move him into position and then the yeah. cue the music. And, and the perfect to... end is, I assume it's a big old round of applause when he... It achieves. is a round of applause because the other one is that when he gives me his shoes for the, the shoe sex gag, yeah. I'm giving him a coin out of my pocket that I've got from an audience member from four jokes earlier. Fuck. So there's another connection there. Yeah. So it's all about trying to make these connections and storyline throughout wow, the show. Wow, that's really... Yeah. That's interesting. Like, yeah, it's the same with one-liners. Yeah, yeah. if I'll you just... can get your call back to a joke five jokes back, it's great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And if you don't... I could write a joke about shopping and then six months later write another joke about shopping and you just yeah. go, oh, well, that's just, just move that yeah, there. Yeah, perfect. That's, that's yeah. a nice little, yeah, one after the other. Oh, wow. So for me, I try not to put them too close together. I try and space them out. Yeah. So then it's like this weird thing of going, he did that for a reason. The reason's there, set up there. Like, and yeah, even though the, the joke is yeah. on its own, like I do, a, a, it's a tennis gag. I'm, I'm trying to get two girls to play tennis and I need to flip a coin. Yeah. So I, I don't have a coin. So I ask the audience to give me money. So they, uh. they all throw coins and suddenly it's like, oh, everyone throw me coins. Yeah. Throw me coins. <laughs> I get a coin, I put it in my pocket <laughs> and then that coin becomes the coin later on. It works up there. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's a strange structure. It sort of back engineers itself of sorts. Yes, great. Yeah. I loved, I just love the fact that because all, all your stuff's so mad. <laughs> yeah. Like when it doesn't work, that, mm. I mean, to you, that must be really funny. Like, oh, yeah. Just... I love it. It's like, like my sound technician, Ollie, the head of technical <laughs> design of everything. He, um, during Edinburgh, we, we had this routine where I was throwing a paper dart and like I was trying to find dramatic music to launch a dart to. And I was going with, and I'm still going with it, is um, The Final Countdown by Europe because yep. it's just such a great over the top yeah, build up yeah. and it's got the countdown. And then his suggestion was, it's a dart. You should do like Top Gun because that's more referency. You know, do the, the guitar right. solo from Top Gun. You know yeah. the one? Yeah, you know the one? <sighs> See, no one does. That's the fucking problem. See, everyone uh, you, thinks... You say that. that. You, you, you think... think... I don't know it even. Even I don't know it. It's, you, you know it when you Talk hear it. Talk of films where it's like such a classic and you I, you assume you, you know it really well, I but I've probably watched it twice. Yeah, no one cares about Top Gun. Yeah. God. But the music from the soundtrack, I, I'd, he, he said, why don't you present the plane to the music from that? And it's just died. Oh, Deep, really? Absolute nothing. And all you're thinking is that. Yeah, I know. And then after the show, I was like, well, we're never doing that again. And then we went back to doing the final countdown. I was like, well, there's the laugh. That's fine. That's all good. So is there any bit in your show this year, right now, the new one, yep. that you're thinking... It's really annoying you that you can't quite... Yes, it's the paper it. plane bit. Oh, it is that bit. So I've, I've reached this level. This is going to pop some serious bubbles for anyone who's coming to the show. So <laughs> strap in. If you don't want to, if you want to see the show first and come back to this podcast, do that. Otherwise, I'm about to do a major, spoiler major alert. spoiler alert. Big oh, okay. spoiler alert. I am literally telling an audience member what to do for this joke to work. Oh, really? So the way I do it, the, the gag is audience member out on the, on the stage. We both fold a paper plane. Yeah, I present my paper, and, and my paper plane is rubbish. Like I rip yeah. my paper plane, and and she has a perfect paper plane. Yeah, always so a woman. I, I've changed it now to a woman because I found that a woman is smarter. <laughs> yeah. oh, that's nice. And a woman can actually understand what is going on, whereas men on stage are just fucking Neanderthals. Oh really? Um, they're just a bit thick. What do you think? Oh, just thick or just? I don't know. They just. I think they I, forget. I just think maybe men are like wanting to I be the show. They kind of want to be the show, but they can't follow the instructions to win. I want them to win. I want yeah. Yeah. to beat me and I'm telling them how to beat me but they want to try and win on their own and they can't do it because yeah. 
I've set it in a way that they won't win unless they follow the instruction. <laughs> so the and I and I want the the, the woman to beat me because of the 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 arrogance that I'm putting into the character of trying to beat her. So we both fold these paper planes. Um, I rip mine and I see that hers is really good. I give her my paper plane and then I set up a, a kind of line where we're going to throw them from. Right. And when I walk back to her, I take her plane off her as if it's mine. Yeah. And then I just push her back to the stage. So then I present <laughs> her plane as if it's mine and it's amazing and it's all good. And then I throw my paper plane and it goes halfway across the stage. I'm really excited. I measure it and I'm the best. That's great. Yeah. I move back into the position and uh, then it's her turn to throw her plane. She throws her plane to Everybody Hurts by um, R.E.M. Yeah. It's real depressing. The idea is that instead of her throwing the plane, she crumples up her plane into a ball and throws it past right. my plane. Yeah. And it looks like it's a completely improvised moment yeah. and that she's just thought of it herself and, and she, she wins. wins. Yeah. The audience lose their fucking minds <laughs> when it works. When it works, and it's worked, you know... 50-50. Right. But when it works, it's so, so satisfying. So the way I'm telling them to do it is the giant bit of paper that I'm giving the giving her to make the plane out of, I open it out of a pad. On the inside of the pad are the instructions. Don't throw your plane. Make a ball. Throw ball to win. Oh, okay. That's pretty obvious. Like yeah. I've done diagrams. I've done everything. The problem that I'm having is that by the time I've shown them the instructions, yeah. we have to fold paper planes. Yeah. I've got to set up the thing. I throw <sighs> my plane to the thingy. And even when I present my plane to the audience and it's all like, yeah, it's all huge. I walk back to her with my back to the audience and I'm physically with my hands crumpling a ball action just in front of my chest so only she sees it your plane and I signaled for her to throw it and she's like yeah yeah I totally get it the moment they move over to that position <laughs> they throw the plane and it doesn't work oh, it they won't just, work they don't crump it up so they're grooming it up they're not crumpling it up and they're Fuck. not throwing it oh my so god it's, so I'm trying to figure out what is the way to tell them really clearly how to because do when, it because when you say don't throw your plane don't throw the, your plane the, that could get confusing because her plane is the one you end up throwing yeah, but she's like my plane. It's gone. Don't throw your plane. Like I've thrown the plane. She's she's holding a plane. She is holding a paper plane, which you made. That that doesn't matter because I've right. swapped. But I know I've swapped. Yeah. But it's like that plane. That don't plane's been thrown. It's her turn. Oh right, yeah. So it's don't throw don't the throw plane. Your plane in just pla make plain yeah. form. But you can't write that no, because too much. Too much. Like because yeah, that's yeah, the thing. Yeah. I also don't want the instructions <laughs> where she's she's doing it. So I'm trying to figure out is the solution to. Give her an audio instruction somehow. Do I have another sign on the stage? Do we like with the tape measure? This is another one of the suggestions of Johnny's. We've just been workshopping it. When I measure my plane, do I have on the inside of the tape measure even more instructions? So when I show her the tape measure as if showing off how far I've that got, sounds... that's where the instructions are again to don't throw your plane, make a ball, yeah. So it's just a trick. the big old tape measure. I know. And then I'm risking the audience seeing it. Yeah. And the third option is do I buy a uh, do I buy a, one of those flying helmets like Top Gun, like one of the cool old aviator helmets? Yeah. And I put that on. So I wear that when I throw my plane and then I take it off and do I give that to her? And inside that, do I go to the next level of having a <laughs> tiny speaker and a little like a cue? Or so it or it's be, virtual reality. Yeah, I don't know. Well, whatever. Just a little speaker <laughs> and a helmet that literally is just saying, don't throw your plane, make a ball, throw it to win. Don't throw your plane. And just a, you know, just so it's telling her inside the helmet Damn. what to do. I'm not, but that's incredibly high tech for well, such are, a show out of cardboard boxes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which no, I think no one would expect, which is maybe the answer. 
so so okay so so have you have you ever spoke to the the, the person afterwards that didn't do it no maybe ask them after the show and just say why didn't you no i'd be furious with them. oh yeah so <laughs> angry so angry. <laughs> so angry with them i want nothing to do with them <laughs> that is so funny because that only a performer knows that anger in your head Absolutely, during the show because it's so over the top anger i know and the follow-on this is the problem is that the follow-on joke is that when i present <laughs> if she wins when they've done it and they've thrown it i get it's like i corpse on stage yeah so yeah, that's yeah. the moment that's all i can provide and then i present her to win and then i get her up on like a olympic platform on a chair and yeah. we listen to the english national anthem in eight bit <laughs> and i look at her really angrily and then she holds flowers in a cup it, we, we've done it once where i did it because i won there was no way i like she, right. she was so rubbish that she threw the plane badly i can't fake her winning and so I have to stand on this chair and celebrate <laughs> winning, which kind of ruins the gag because yeah. suddenly here's this arrogant clown sabotaging her plane, beating her, and then celebrating <laughs> at the end. You kind of want like a go-to after that, if that happens, don't you, where she can win somehow after you... Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, but, but where do you go? Yeah, what I can don't know. you? What, no. what can she possibly do? Because she's been on stage for a while at this right. point, and it's like I'm talking. You know, does she throw her plane, and then we have? Do we have a voice of God come in saying? See, that's you, oh, the instructions were pretty clear to throw the. So that must be quite nerve wracking when you go to that bit I hate for you. That. That's the scariest bit of the show for me at the moment. Everything else but is fine. You're so, like you said, you're so stubborn. Yeah, I'm going to keep doing it. Yeah, Don't worry, yeah, it'll it keep works. going. This bit will work. This will become a consistent. Everybody will crumple a ball and throw this plane. Have you had? Have you had a bit in your old sort of best of shows where there's a similar risk, or have you always managed to work out how to? get it to work or is this the only one where they this have an actual option this is the only option? one where they've actually got an option that I don't know what's going to happen yeah because there's so many variables involved and it's just the time it's the time from giving them the instructions <laughs> to the time when they have to do what their instructions are yeah and then other times like you know I've given them the instructions and we've started making the paper plane and the woman's just crumpled it into a ball then and it's like what are you doing what are you doing oh, now so she's yeah. preempted she's preempted everything and just screwed up her plane and the audience have just gone why is she being a bitch yeah <laughs> Oh my it's god! Just like, okay, I'm going to give you another piece of paper, and then then that's confused it all again. So when that bit happens, you just have to go round of applause, get her off, and no, then I'll give her another bit of paper and hope for the best. Ah, uh, but I mean, so, I mean, when they oh, don't when do they it properly, lose. yeah. If they lose, then I have to move her into position. On I stand on the chair, I give her the cup and the flowers, and I make her present me because I've won. Yeah, and then I stand there to the New Zealand to the um the eight bit national uh -huh. anthem. But then I'm from New Zealand, so it doesn't make any sense. So the other one we were thinking about was, if I win, do I stand on the chair? And then do we play Beck's loser? Like, oh. <laughs> like, that's the other. I need an out. But then it's incredibly mean. Yeah, yeah, you're not. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, you've. You're a loser. Normally maybe. you're playing with the fact yeah. that you're not nice and then you're. But now I'm genuinely just not being a nice clown and saying, you're a loser. Yeah, Get off the stage. It's just, yeah, you, <laughs> it's just a tape measure. Tape measure is your only shot. It could be, yeah. It's just, it's a lot of instructions. And I've not, I'm, not, I'm always, I, this is the, and it's because this is a new territory for me because I've normally done shows where I've never had to say anything to an audience. Yeah, never, yeah. They've never had any because that's been the fun. The yes. confusion is they don't know what's going on. Yeah, I was watching but, some of your old stuff. Yeah, but now I need them to do something, so I, I'm investing in them, so they have a responsibility now. And you, and I'm guessing the perform, like the performing, you wouldn't ever want to use a plant or anything. No, right? no, and God no, because then I have to tour with them. <laughs> 
yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Although we, we, we are using a, a kind of another a, a plant of sorts. We are using a, a technician in the show because oh, okay. we, we have a moment that came from a mistake on the first night. Oh, so wow. the mistake was they forgot to put a, sta- a microphone on stage for me because they made the assumption that I won't use a mic. Oh, that's great. And so we need a mic on stage for another gag. And so this 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 oh. poor this poor technician came on stage um and he just uh, like I stood there <laughs> awkwardly and it was like well I don't know what's going on I need a microphone I need and so it was all of me killing time and stalling the technician came on and gave me a microphone but he didn't give me a stand and he walked away and so I was like what the hell am I supposed to do with this this isn't I need a fucking stand so I'm miming I need a stand he then eventually brings a stand out I made him put it in the stand yeah and then I just tapped the mic and moved it out of the way yeah perfect <laughs> yeah and, and that that, so it. so when so when you that mistake happened the original one were they laughing throughout the whole thing oh absolutely they thought it was ridiculous and yeah. then since you've been redoing it are they laughing in the same exactly the same amazing. way amazing yeah because so sometimes the, you can do something by accident and then you try and re that's my that's the biggest thing I try and do is to recreate recreate improv moments so that's why i'm workshopping the show constantly looking for little gems where it's like how can i and it was generally the throwing the ball thing came about because they they threw it they crumpled it up and they beat me and it was like that's that's the that's the that's what you've been looking for yeah Yeah. because i didn't have an end to the joke me we were just throwing paper planes originally (laughs) but this one i think it was just this one guy in edinburgh Mm. crumpled up his plane and threw it and it was like he totally kicked my ass and I genuinely laughed for real on stage. Yeah, yeah. And so since then, it's like, how can I recreate this moment? Recreate that yeah, moment. Yeah, so I've, I've had things like that with um, like one-liners of things where I do a joke by accident and don't yeah. realise like something like, I can't even think, it's like I, I do a bit about saying I'm going to do slightly sort of more sexual jokes or something now, but no, I'm not going to go crazy. I'm just going to ease it in. <laughs> And like, and then they laugh. I'm like, why are you laughing? Oh, fuck. Got it, yeah. But then whenever I've tried to sort of redo it, it doesn't always hit as well. I don't know if it's just it's the time. You, yeah, it's the so timing, natural the way you're saying time. it. Yeah. Do you record your sets and that sort of Sometimes, thing? Sometimes, yeah. Probably not as... I should probably do it all the time. Yeah, because it could really. just be that tiny little bit of... In- do you do that? I, we, we film a lot of shows, yeah. Yeah. We film a lot of shows. Because I guess that you maybe some little things happen you don't even realise. Oh, then, yeah. Yeah, there's moments where it's like audiences will laugh and it's like I'm looking the other way and it's like what just happened and then I watch it back and go, oh, okay, the audience member did this. Wow, right. yeah. And then it comes back to the thing going, how can I recreate them to make them do it again? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. It's fun and silly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pig, so these are dog toys that when you yeah. squeeze them, brilliant. they make little noises. So it's kind Oh, because you do quite a lot of stuff with noise. Have I seen you do bits with the noises before? No, I haven't really. This is more. This is the closest to kind of musical comedy that I'm sort of getting into because I like the idea oh, okay. of tape face playing instruments. Yeah. So the only gag that I originally, <laughs> I, I, you know those clapping hands, the little, you shake yeah, them. Yeah, 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 yeah. I turned those into drumsticks. Right. So the idea was that the pig was the kick drum. So the kick drum would just go. <laughs> and then I would play Blue Orchid. So Blue okay. Orchid's such a basic track. Right, do, so you can. Do, do, oh, so you, ch- you chuck it on the floor and you're stepping on it. Put that on the floor it. and I'm stepping on a pig. <laughs> and the harder you push on it, they're different sounds. And is that <laughs> mic'd up? Uh, no, just... we, we, it's loud enough, but again, I can right. move a mic closer down to it so it does work. And yeah. then the clapping hands are really good. It's just a big, loud drumming routine for no reason. <laughs> didn't really have a punchline, so that didn't work. Then I discovered that there were different types of pigs. Because initially it's funny oh, yeah. that you're, you're, you're playing you're drums with pigs. Yeah, drums with yeah, pigs. Yeah. It's like a kid making his own drum kit. And then I discovered <laughs> that there's different pigs. Like these, these two pigs are from the same shop, so they've got a very similar sound. Yeah. <laughs> 
Whereas, whereas a new pig from a different shop. Different oh, sound. Slightly yeah. up a little bit. Uh-huh. So, so, so then I started playing with the idea of deliverance. Right. So the reference and deliverance is squeal like a pig. Yeah. So and the music is dueling banjos. So what I do is I put the pigs in a box that say big. And so it's like, oh, there's a big something in this little box. And I adjust the tape so it says pig. So then I pull the pigs out. And then I play dueling banjos with this pig being the guitar. And this one being the banjo. So they do the din 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 So you got them in both hands. Got them in both that. hands. Yeah. And I'm squeezing them at a mic. It's hilarious for the first bit. The track's right. two minutes long, so it doesn't have an ending. The ending, uh, the the joke that I'm sort of running with at the moment is that I'm being indulgent. And right. That I'm purposely just doing the same thing. And yeah, I'm yeah, making yeah. the audience look at me and just go, you know, they're looking at me and I just go, yeah, yeah, I know. I'm this still doing it. it. This is all it's going to be. <laughs> and like we do refer to it in the set. It's just like if I pull the pigs out, it means like, yeah, I'm just going to fuck with this audience. I'm just going to do the pig bit. Right. And yeah. yeah. Gonna, it's like it's, in some cases, if I, if I know I'm having a, if I'm having a bad gig, it's that thing of just going, I'll make myself feel better by going, oh, fuck you, yeah, I'll do the pig bit. Yeah. Yeah. If you're not laughing at the good bits. <laughs> it's, my version of, it's my version of the aristocrat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, the pig bit's coming out tonight. <laughs> it's like, clearly I'm not having a good time because I'm going to be really self-indulgent and just go for two minutes. Yeah. So have you worked any other ideas within the pig bit that you just tried spits? That, that I haven't, haven't been able to think of anything for it. So, no. Yeah. What do you do with pigs? What do you like, do with the pig bit? Because both of my hands are busy on a microphone. I've thought, do I add a, a, another sound, a rubber chicken, or a, do I have things on my feet? Yeah. What if you? What if? You, what if you get an audience member to like have to do all this? Like, just give them shit loads of things to do. Do you know what I mean? Like they've got pigs like and then you've got a sheep under, yeah, like a one-man band. band. And then you get something between his legs and he has to squeeze his legs to... That'd work, you do a pig. Yeah, yeah, so, so you've got, you just got him full with fart and then you could do it to old MacDonald or something. Like, <laughs> and, and, then, and then, oh, there you go, there you go, there you go. And then every so often you add something, put something under his arm the next yeah. time and he has to do the whole thing. Legs, just so the funny is him, it's just, he's just really awkward for them. I don't know. You could do it. You could do a real cheesy kids, like literally play the yeah. cheesy kids music. Oh, McDonald had fun. <laughs> <laughs> there was a pig. And then he's got the pig. Then he's got the chicken. Then he's got the cow. Just yeah, one of these he's got the whole speakers. thing. Yeah, because is that how the thing works? You have to you go back through all the noises. Yeah. He's so he would pig, have to go uh, pig, uh, pig, uh, tree, squeeze. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Doing, yeah. Doing, doing, and he's got to get ding. it right. And, yeah, he, yeah. and then he fucks it up. So yeah. then you look at him like, what a dickhead. Because it reminded me, I think the reason I thought of that was because I watched some of your YouTube stuff and you've got the bit where you're getting them doing the dancing, yeah. practicing. So then you get so much out of Just the them setup. getting it wrong. Yeah. And then when it comes to it, it's such a great payoff. Yeah. That would work. So then they could just constantly be doing all these different animals. I just didn't need to go shopping for different yeah, animals yeah, and creatures and things noises. like that. But yeah, the pig gag has been around for about six or seven years now. Has it? Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. Never, <laughs> so, never fa- fa- so you're probably reluctant to change it now. It's well, so- no, I'm, I'm always, well, I'd be keen to. Like, I, I just haven't thought of anything. Like, I will run with the old McDonald's thing. I'll start working on that now. But it's yeah. just, I've never found tangents to go off into. I, I keep just, I'm really like writer's block stuck on, <laughs> or it should be the deliverance. I kind of feel like the deliverance thing has been the strongest reaction so far oh, okay so yeah. it's like okay well then maybe that's the and because that reaction has been so good i thought maybe that's the path to go down but 
Does that do enough people know the reference? Uh, like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's delightfully surreal. It's, yeah, okay. it's such a nice moment of it. A few people really laugh straight away when they realise. And yeah. then once it's just me, you know, and also just just watching somebody having fun on stage is kind of funny. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's a, and it's got that. It's like um, it's a bit Bill Bailey with the horns playing Metallica uh, kind of thing. Yeah, though, yeah. So about that that type of style of whacking things. Like I saw a routine from Vaudeville days, which was um a guy who uh, he was he smashed plates. All right. he did was drum on plates. So he had the table covered in different crockery and he would drum. And as he was drumming, he was just breaking plates. And it was just rhythm on different right. sounds until everything was smashed. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. Great. But I like the idea, but I don't like the idea of smashing the plates everywhere. No, no. So I can't, I, it still comes back to me as a drumming. I'm a big fan of drumming as well. So I like, I like the, maybe it's just that, that's what yeah. I want to have. I want to have a rhythm-based yeah, yeah. routine. And then again, something like this. With it being rhythm based, it's completely international, so it doesn't matter what the, the you know. With of the, course, yeah. The deliverance thing, and then then in some cases the old McDonald thing might be tricky because then I'm here using a song with English in it. Mm. So then I'd have to to so like, think about scratching. So, so that. like when so what about the songs like the class the, the so the lay. Lady, Lady, in Lady in Red. Is that I, so well known? That I think that's matter? so well known. It's pop culture. Yeah, like yeah. I'm sure Old MacDonald is so well known. It's pop culture. That yeah. tune is going to be known. I guess so. But yeah. the problem is, is that like different cultures, different animals say different things. Right. Yeah. So I've got to think about that globally. What does you know? Does a pig say oink, or does a pig say, you know? <laughs> you know what i've never thought about that yeah. before i didn't yeah pigs with accents because i've got another gag where i'd use letters i use i use the letters e i o and r and the word year and, yeah. I, and i teach that to the audience this is a really old gag i haven't done this for ages and so i make the audience say e then i then o then r and then year and I do that over and over and over and over. And then we play Enigma's Return to Innocence. Which oh, right. that guy that goes... <laughs> oh, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The idea is that they sing along. <laughs> that in South Korea dies on its ass. Really? Because they don't pronounce E, I, O and R the same way. I mean, just the fact that you've done it in South Korea is <laughs> yeah, absolutely no, mental. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I mean, no one's ever said that on the podcast before. <laughs> no, that you know what, that just doesn't work in South Korea. It just Seoul. doesn't work in South Korea. It doesn't work in Seoul. Didn't, didn't yeah. land. Didn't land. So we took that one out of the show and it's just didn't work so wow so, so you probably do well tours yeah we tour everywhere we Fuck. tour all over the place we just finished five weeks in china which was really interesting because the character in china they didn't want any subtlety they didn't want any small stuff the character got ramped up to a much bigger version of clown really? than anything else yeah we and it was it was a big best of show but we just took out like i, I in my shows i do try and have storylines i do want to still have a story and a narrative and arc in there yeah nope didn't want it but how did you know so you so how did you know that's what they wanted just if you just because i knew that they they didn't care for the little bits yeah you could tell the reaction of this there's a difference of silence where they don't get it but it's still okay yeah and then silence where they're like we don't want to watch this. This right. is not making sense. And then you just upped it. We and just then suddenly got, we, they... we lifted out all of the storyline, all of the subtlety, all of the small bits, and just went, right, let's make it really big and over the did, top. Did you then have to fill it with more stuff? Before... Essentially, I filled it with more play. So right. it's just when I got my audience members up, it's like finding moments to play with them as a clown. Yeah. Because so, yeah. that's what they wanted to watch. They wanted more of a clown show rather than a stand-up comedy, tape-based, surreal, you know. So how have people found out about you through in those places? So YouTube. are you? So it's, it's YouTube. So, so you're already known. 
America's got talent, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I I built my career over here working the clubs and doing Edinburgh and that sort of thing. And like everyone. And like I was lucky enough that I got some amazing opportunities um, throughout my career in this country. Like we did the Royal Variety, did comedy proms and some really big things like that. Everyone asked why I didn't go on Britain's Got Talent. It's like, well, I've already did. I did the Royal Variety already. Yeah, so yeah, I don't yeah, need yeah. to do this. And I've got uh, yeah, a career. Yeah, because the other guy, Paul Zerdin, yeah. he, he'd done the Royal Variety, I think, before yeah, as well. Yeah, totally. So then he went over and he did went the America. America. And the other one is that the American comedy scene to break into that is huge. It's yeah, really hard. And it's really driven towards Saturday Night Live and mm. the Netflix specials and things like that, which I have no interest in. And yeah. even the club comedy thing, I don't think I would get on the club circuit. No. As, as Tateface, whereas in this country, um, uh, the UK has a history of surreal and absurdist humour. Yeah. Like, you know, you've got your Monty Pythons, yeah, you've yeah. got your sketch groups and things. So, whereas, whereas, like, I think American audiences, not so much. Canadians, yeah, Canadians right, run yeah, with yeah. the surreal, but Americans are stand up comedy in the clubs. They want their Jerry Seinfelds, they want their, you know, their yeah, guy, yeah, yeah. brick wall and a pop plant. Boom. That's, <laughs> that's comedy. That's what they like. <laughs> So for me, going on America's Got Talent was the platform to to get the exposure. Yeah. And and I wanted to reach a much bigger mainstream audience. Because at that point, I decided to go way more mainstream. Hence why we took the show from being the boy with tape in his face and created into tape face. Right, okay. So so it's easier to remember. Tape face, tape tape face, tape face, tape face, tape face, boom. And then just making it. And then I I had it in my head for so long about the, the show was comedy clubs for you know 30 year olds finished mm. work having some drinks and then i realized the show is accessible for everyone yeah so kids like there's and... a much bigger audience so my audience can go from you know from kids age six and seven right through to grandparents and everyone's yeah, there yeah. enjoying it because i was watching i watched america's got talent a bit as well earlier and simon cowell says something about mr bean and, yeah and it's like well that is that he's global yeah absolutely and still is yeah yeah. And that's that whole. That's there's, amazing. It's there's so Mr. great. Bean cafes in Japan. Are there? Yeah, where the staff are all dressed <laughs> as Mr. Bean. It's insane. It's absolutely insane. And he's like, they, they turned it into a cartoon. It's like you know. Yeah. So the content of Mr. Bean Adventures carry on in cartoon yeah, form. Yeah. So like Tapeface could easily exist in cartoon form. Yeah. Like we're, we're talking about that with some people at amazing. the moment developing ideas of Animations, what can yeah. we do with the character. Yeah. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I had a mate of mine, I was talking to him because he's he really likes your stuff. And um, what was he saying? He sort of said it as a joke, but he was wondering... When you first did tape, so we're talking about bits that didn't work. Yep. Did Did you use any other sorts of tape first, or was it always? I, I, yeah, no. I, like I, I used to use. Or... Yeah, I used to use a New Zealand gaffer tape, and it was a thinner quality, and it would occasionally fall off. And I would actually change my tape in the audience. So oh. I would li- I would see the guy up on stage to do that stripper routine and dress him up as a, a construction worker, yeah. and he would have to strip to Tom Jones. <laughs> you can leave your hat on. I would sit in the audience. I would have about 30 or 40 seconds while everyone was focusing on this guy in the audience. Three. I would crouch down, peel oh. off the tape, wipe off the sweat because it would get really, really hot yeah. and then retape in the audience and then go back up and continue the show because oh, wow. the tape wasn't that good. And then you found over and here. I found in Australia, a, okay. a technician showed me this roll of tape and it was like genuinely like a dodgy drug dealer going, <laughs> you ever try this? Try this out here. <laughs> And so this, this <laughs> Gash, Nashua, Nashua 357 is just fantastic. It's that's the, the, that's the, the strongest code. tape I've ever found in my life. Really? It's great, yeah. So, so, what do you, so do you bulk buy that now? I do. I actually I was really cheeky. They should do a deal. Do they do a deal? I, I, I contacted them. I did. I reached out to Berry Flashsticks, and I follow them on Twitter. I'm trying to find out how much of an ethically good company they are before I really get behind them, and I think they're pretty good so far. But they, um, I, I, I reached out to them, and I was like, I do this act with your tape. Blah, blah, blah. They sent me a bunch of tape for Christmas. It was so good. I was over the moon. It was great. It was really, really fun. But it's the one brand of tape I use because it's got a really strong glue. It's yeah. really thick. It's a matte finish, so it doesn't reflect the light too much. It looks really good. Uh, oh, yeah. So, yeah, I forgot. You, you don't want it to be too distracting no, either, you do you? Want it, yeah, don't yeah. Want it to be shiny. And it also, it, when, you, <laughs> when you cover, when you tape your face up, I discovered that you don't want to show your lips. Like, you can seal your mouth and you can still get this weird kind of lip line. Right. If that happens, it looks like you're frowning all the time ah, so you have to tape it you have to tape it a certain way where the tape doesn't quite touch the bottom of your lip wow so there's all sorts of weird so you didn't just noticed that when you were I just watching that back that when i was watching footage back i was going the audience think i'm angry and it's like because i look grumpy because my mouth is in a and the slightest frown. thing makes such a difference huge so if they can't see me smile or frown then it's fine then it goes back to being all in the eyes yeah so if i look really angry and that mouth shape is there then it's really angry so I learned that there's a technique to how to put the tape on correctly and what size the tape needs to be to make sure you've got the perfect kind of facial, enough face showing and that sort of stuff. I thought, and right, I've once yeah. forgot my tape and had to use silver tape. Didn't work. Wasn't as funny. Just, just silver, just wasn't not as, as funny. funny. Silver gaffer tape wasn't as Why funny. Why do you think that is? No idea. Just just didn't do you work. Think, do you think the fact that it could just be that the poster is just maybe. different to the poster. They're like, that's what we've come to see and it's not. Maybe. Or maybe it was just my paranoia that night. Black so does stand out. Yeah, and also, did really you have the striking. eyeliner then? Yeah, the eyeliners. But then that's so it doesn't work now. as well. That's become, and again, like the wrestling thing, that's just because it's playing to bigger rooms. Ah, so the eyeliner, the eyeliner yeah. started out. And the original character that I sort of drafted and drew up was way more Tim Bertie gothy. And, right. um, and but when when I discovered when I was doing that it wasn't accessible people didn't like it that so much so did you drew it before you, you drew yeah I just you... sort of sketched out a cartoon of what I thought this character could look like yeah and then evolved it from there and so then... did you used to do lots of characters then 
No, no, this was my major ruin. I've sort right. of like I played a character, a, a kind of psychotic circus sideshow character. Yeah. I've written a character as a magician, which I could do later on in life once yeah. I've finished with Tape Face. Once I get bored with Tape Face, I'll go on to something else, which would be kind of fun. Yeah. But yeah, no, a couple of weird characters. It's kind of fun. That's really fucking cool, man. So so last little bit, have you got any other bits that you've just off the top of your head that you um that you've had trouble with over the years yeah, or another oh, actually here's a question. Um um so say so is there any bit within a routine that you've done and then got rid of? So like for example, when you did the uh, Lady in Red bit, yeah, which go if you don't know what I talk about, go to quickly pause, go to YouTube, watch it. Actually, yeah, I'll, t- I'll say that in the intro. Go watch some stuff go and then YouTube, listen. Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh. So like, so you had the whole like the look in, and then they, you pull your head back, yeah. and then the bum bit. All so was there any other when it is that was that a set? That was that, that was a set piece that and I sort of you didn't need out, to change didn't anything. Change any of that? Really? Nothing, everything stayed in that. And so you're trying to think: is there one gag in a gag that didn't work that I've lifted out? Yeah. Because um, the bit, so the bit where you 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 put the, move the bum from yeah, move the hands hand on the, the bum, bum, and then you do the reverse. Yeah. That's that's a that's a brilliant yeah, joke, yeah. isn't it? Like it's so it's good. And, and that was gag. just when you were trying to work out the piece, you just thought of that. Yeah, it was just the idea that tape face, you know, it's, it's, but then that's the basic comedy of repetition, repetition, variation. Yeah, so yeah. That's it. Hand, hand, and then she moves my hand down. Yeah. Boom. That's the gag. That's brilliant. Um, a gag that I've taken out in a gag is well, 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 now I'm running through material. You might not have any really, no, but no, no, because I tend to overthink it all pretty solidly and develop. Yeah, so I try. It's interesting because sure. I literally just did one with Beck Hill. Do you know Beck? Yeah, and she does the the flip chart yeah, stuff, and brilliant. she was saying how she will complete a flip chart before she tries it, Man. and I found that interesting because oh. for me, I'd be so worried that one bit wouldn't work. Yeah, I'd, I'd try each bit separately. Yeah, you but it almost sounds like you do the same thing as I you get a you routine. Map it out. I, I had this who, who's another comedian. We discussed the idea that he didn't know if something was funny unless you did it on stage. Right. And I've got the complete opposite theory, whereas if you think of an idea and you go, well, that's funny. That's, yeah. That I know 100% that is going to work. Yeah. Like there's some people who think There's that, something in it, you mean. Yeah, there's something in it, but you also know like, like uh, um, what was the, the like this, I've got a, got a bullet catch in this this show as well, where I right. catch a, a tennis ball with, from fired out of a Nerf gun, I'm doing <laughs> it all blindfolded. And I wrote the whole bit and I just went, well, that's going to be the end of the show because yeah. it's the strongest, funniest bit. And without and it even, was. even before doing it in Germany, it was like, well, we're putting that at the end. And yeah. it's always been the big ending to yeah. the show. Is that, that's your, do you think you just got better at knowing I think your from stuff? A, from a street performing background has helped as well. Yeah. So it's like I know the basic structure of how to mm. hype up an audience and then go to the okay. at the end kind of thing. So. Okay, yeah, because I find that now with jokes, I have less, when I try new stuff, I've got a better hit rate. But that's mainly because I know if I if if I've written a joke, I'm like, well, that's not going to work. So I, I I already know what's yeah. likely to work. I think I've got a better eye for it now okay. since I've been going longer. I think for my process in this show would be I've made it more simple, like I've simplified my show, but yeah. I've made the narrative harder for the audience. Right. Okay. Yeah, which is weird. I think because I've because I just know you just because you made me say the word uh, see the word street performer. I'm just become aware of how street show heavy this show is. Oh, really? So it's following a way more less comedy format and more of an audience hype Covent Garden type of street show. Right. So because that is base level entertainment, 
I've made the storyline a wee bit darker and a wee bit harder to follow. Okay, yeah. But I think that's kind of interesting. I don't know. So, so you always have a story. I always have stuff. a story arc in there for me. So sometimes, right. like even even in the big balloon show, it's like I, I put a, a the idea is that it's a show within a show. So whilst the audience have um their moment at the end of thirty seconds of balloons flying everywhere, yeah, my moment is the entire show. And right. Then, so I start this. This show starts with a countdown, and then I get to have my moment on stage, mm. and then it finishes with them having their moment. So it sort of circles uh, back, okay. and then I'm back to factory reset of waiting for my moment to begin again the next night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then in the first show, the whole storyline was about me tape face wanting to put the audience inside a snow globe so I could keep them, and that was it. So the oh, various, really? yeah, so oh, various cool. moments of trying to shake a no, snow I globe. I might never have seen you do a full. Full hour, full, show, full yeah. hour. Because we worked they're, together they're, a few times. Because there was that time when we, I saw you a lot. We gigged some reason. Yeah, we gigged a lot. I was in always, a row. Yeah, absolutely. And then never again. Yeah, I, I was always doing like I'm very popular on the circuit, banging out 20, 30 minute spots, headline yeah. spots, and those would just go on stage, do best of, and that be yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. The full shows I really enjoy because they're a chance to have the quieter moments. Like mm. even in my first show, I, I make a rose out of tape. There is no comedy in that at all. <laughs> it's just a really sweet moment yeah, where yeah. I give away a rose, and I love having the opportunity to. Do that in shows like mm. if anything I'm, I'm trying to i've gone i think i'm trying to evolve the character in the show almost away from calling myself a comedian now right. to go i'm an entertainer we yeah write, we write theatrical shows and that you watch a theatrical show now and it just so happens that the show is funny yeah it's almost like the first show i did was yes very good and accessible the second show was i thought my difficult second album and it got right. a great success and that was really really good and now my third show has definitely got a kind of radiohead element to it which right. is like right my audience you're either on board with me or you're not well this is it and I, because and I, and I don't care but but, 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 but you but yeah but, but now because of your level you're playing to your audience yeah so you've already won them over and you're not having to bang out 20 minutes of no, no, laugh, I, I, laugh laugh no. laugh laugh because, you, yeah, they, they, they like you and they're yeah. willing to let you do what you want to do. One of the interesting parts of the start of this show is that there's there's no joke until maybe seven or eight minutes into it. Right. So it's genuinely just a theatre piece of you're watching a character in a oh, little cool. world doing his thing. Yeah. And then the first punchline comes in then. And is that up. setting stuff up? That's just, that's kind of just, yeah, setting up the storyline of all I want to do is I've, Tate Face wants to fly a kite. He finds a kite. He gets a kite. A phone call happens. He answers the phone. And so distraction. Just these moments of setting up. Yeah, it is a bit of a setup of going, this is going to be a reoccurring character. This yeah. phone is a reoccurring character. This kite is a reoccurring character. Can you hear the phone? As in, can you hear what's being said? Yes. So I found um, cool. a, a terrifying Marilyn Manson version of uh, the, the boat ride from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I really like that. Because the idea for this show is that Tapeface is um, wanting to fly a kite, but a storm, yeah. a storm is coming. Right, so, and the only way that he can fly a kite is in the storm. So he has to survive the storm to do it. And for me, the idea is again, I write write different concepts in the show. A lot of the show I write for me as well. Yeah. So the the concept of this one was that reality is calling. So when I was trying to write this show, I was getting lots of calls and getting busy, and it's just like I need reality to go away so I can just do my job. Yeah. And then it was that. And the, the so many little references of like in the eye of the storm. So mm. it's in the quiet moment of the storm oh. is when I can fly the kite. Because yeah, yeah. So it's like, and for me, it's like it's only in the the quiet moments in life, the chaos of life. You have to find the moments to mm. really enjoy what you want to do. Yeah. So that's that's, that's the, the message. That's the message. But yeah. it's a message in the show. 
that I don't really care or want the audience to see. Yeah. So I want them to just kind of just absorb it as it is. Take it I, as I they... don't want to ram it down their throats. And it's also not important if they don't see that. If but they don't understand it, if they don't get it, yeah, yeah. it's just a moment in the show that happens. Wow. Yeah. Cool, man. I reckon we should end there. That's cool. spot on. That's like an hour. That's flown by. Thanks, dude. Tape face! Awooga! Awooga? John Fashion you. I'm bringing back Awooga. John Fashion you. Did it's he, my, did he my start big thing for October. No, he's not the first to Awooga. Isn't he? No. What is Awooga? No way. It's just... Is it Awooga? Yeah. As in, he... Yeah, he you don't have one than one. It was Awooga. Or yeah. did he do an Awooga? Good question. <laughs> At Jokes with Mark. <laughs> it's spelled A-W-O-O-G. Gladiators was a long time ago, Joel. W-A? Uh, no. I don't hey. care how it's spelled, Joel. Oh, thanks for... What was the it. first awooga? We need someone like Susie you know, Dent. How do you know how it's spelled? I'm always writing it. Oh, yeah. how I reply to a lot of texts. Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. I'm always writing awooga. never awooga'd me. No, I will do. Why it's sort of my close circle. Why haven't you awooga'd me? Uh, you haven't given me a good reason. So what, what, what reason would... Could, would be to get what what could I do to get an awooga for uh, maybe thank me for making you a cup of tea I, d- uh, I do thank you I do always yeah. thank you I know but you always bring it up don't you that I don't have milk but I don't take but that'd be weird now I buy if, fucking I'll tell you what happens now Mark that, is I buy a pint of milk yeah. to make you a cup of tea yeah. and it's gone off by the next time you're here and I buy another pint of milk yeah that's how milk works no but what a waste why of milk why don't you drink milk you don't buy milk just for me I do are you kidding me? I feel so me? stressed. Are you joking? Do you not have any sort of milk here? Like almond or anything Almond like milk, that? yeah. Oh, that. Are you? Yes. Oh, okay. But isn't it weird in Why tea? Ever... It is, but I'll do that to... <laughs> I'll do that. I... Actually, I haven't drunk my tea. <laughs> it's right in front of me. That's another thing. You never finish a cup of tea, I've noticed. I do. No, there's always a bit left. What do you mean a bit? There's always a bit left that's in the bottom. a horrible bit in the bottom. Well, why is it horrible? I don't know. I'm not going to suck it dry. Like, I'm not expecting this. Does that bother you? No, but I just noticed. No, it does you go, bother you. What I think about you, you go on. <laughs> it's like a running joke. Is that like, I don't make you a tea. Yeah. Every time I make you a tea, it's not finished. Uh, I just think the amount of milk and tea yeah, being but wasted. You're saying not finished. I mean, it majority is finished. Yeah. There's about a shot's worth at the end. Yeah. 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 Oh, well, get. Don't stop buying milk. Then. Oh, th- what? That's mad that you bought. A wooga. <laughs> also, I, I like if you made me a cup of tea and I say thank you, I don't expect a text. <laughs> Like, that would be so weird. No, but I'd say a wooga. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Anyway. I don't actually think I've ever said a wooga before I said it after you said tape <laughs> face. Oh, you're just riffing. Yeah. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Um, anyway, tape face. What a nice gentleman. Very nice. I've, I, I, lovely chat. And I yeah. hopefully I'll get him on next time he's touring because just do some more. Great. It was re- yeah, it was really fun. Very nice. Um, just did it in, I can't remember what he said on the thing, but he had a tour show and I drove to it. And yeah, he, uh, we just did it in the dressing room before. Then we the, podcast. the best, great. <laughs> what insight? <laughs> Fucking hell! The, uh, the best bit was the question that was was from your mate and not from you about the seller tape. What was that? The different oh, brands of tape. Yeah, 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 I did yeah, wonder yeah. that. I wasn't expecting a good answer. That was a great question. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it's my friend James. Yeah, is mm. he busy? Does he want to do a podcast? It just seems like he he's got some good to, questions. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. Well, or or you, I could just ask him what questions to say. Yeah. And then just use them in my podcast. Good idea. And then yeah. Cheers, James. Well done, James. And a wooga for you too. Oh, James gets an a wooga. Yeah. I'll give him the wooga. So, do you reckon we should? I've you know, listened to some podcasts, <laughs> and there are like themes throughout. Like, maybe we should make a wooga our thing. <laughs> so after, maybe I tell you what. After every podcast, instead yeah. of saying it, shouting the name, I go, 
Awooga. Or I say the name and you say Awooga as it's your thing. Yeah. I don't want to duck okay, on your thank thing. Thank you. Get and, some t-shirts made up. And then if you're not hit there, I'll do your Awooga. Great. Cheers. Okay. You'll say the name and then Awooga yourself. Well, and Can you Awooga yourself? Yeah. Well, no, I'm not a wooger in myself. I'm a wooger in the person. True, true. Mark Simmons, a wooger. No, that would be weird. But Joel, and, or maybe we should end the podcast like it. Oh, I mean, this is a load of nonsense, and I hope you're still listening. If, oh, if you are listening, at jokes with Mark, a wooger. Any feedback, a wooger. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Give me an a wooger. Um, okay, that. Um, cool. Next week, who have we got on? Matt Richardson, a Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.